It's Kiddish Club, News for Jews. We're back at you with another episode. The very first episode of 2023. Are you even supposed to acknowledge that? Uh, um, Nettelnacht. Is there a Nettelnacht for New Year's? No, there is no... Is that it, wasn't it, is, is bris, not a thing. Wasn't it uh, Yashka's bris thing. or whatever? I have no idea. I think I that's all fake. I think it's fake. This whole New Year thing just came and went and I barely... Like, I've been so busy... That it barely registered. Really? Yeah. Like with what? What have you so been so busy with? It's when it's a weekday and it's just you know everything stops, then it's there. But when it falls on the weekend and it's like a Sunday, you don't feel it. Even though Monday is also, but it just it just came and went and. So you're not the only one because uh, I don't know if you saw this article, but CNN, who has like one job in life, which is like. Uh, reporting the news, especially when it's New Year's, like to us, yeah, it doesn't mean much, but you know, to the world, they watch the ball drop and the thing, eh, you know, midnight. It's a big thing. Yes. Don Lemon was covering for CNN and he was apparently dancing and all excited about New Year's and they just totally muffed it. How? What does that mean? They didn't count down to midnight. Oh, really? Like every other news source on earth. They did not. They, they do missed. an actual countdown. I yeah. mean, this is not what I'm doing. Watching. Yeah, yeah they do. New Year's Eve and CNN, festivities. Yeah. CNN totally missed it, <laughs> which is so CNN. Yeah. So everybody was really happy about that. So it's a. It is 2023 now, which is. Uh, which I can't believe. We made it. We made it. I cannot it. believe it's 2023. But 2023 feels futuristic. Like you think about the number 2023. It's a, it's a lot. It's a lot to take. Is it? Is it though? <laughs> okay, so Dmitry Medvedev, you know, he's like the, I don't know, what is, what's his official, he was president of Russia for like 15 minutes. I never heard the name, how about that? You remember Dmitry Medvedev? He's the nope. one that met with Obama while he was quote unquote president. And, uh, and nope. Obama said, Obama told him, listen, uh, I'll, I'll be able to do a lot more once I'm reelected. You remember that whole thing? It was no. a big scandal. He was on a hot mic. Don't remember. Wow. Okay. So you remember like Putin for like, I don't know, a year or something, he stepped down from being president to make believe that there was like actual democracy in Russia, which there wasn't. Medvedev was the guy, his second in command, who became president for like five minutes. Anyway, this guy is now like deputy something in the Russian government. So he released a tweet, a Twitter thread on New Year's Eve with his predictions for the new year. That sounds, sounds fair enough. Fair enough, right? So now this is a head of state or um, former head of state, current high up in the Russian uh, oligarchy. This is, these are some of his predictions. He says, on the New Year's Eve, on the New Year's Eve, everybody's into making predictions. Many come up with futuristic hypotheses as if competing to single out the wildest and even the most absurd ones. Here's our humble contribution. What can happen in 2023? You ready? Sure. Number one. Oil prices will rise to $150 a barrel, and gas price will top $5 per 1.000 cubic meters. Okay. Is he talking about Russia no, or the world? world? Number two, the UK will rejoin the EU. Okay, maybe. Um, this seems far-fetched. Possibility, though. Seems far-fetched. Okay, let's keep going. Number three, the EU will collapse after the UK's return. <laughs> the euro will drop out of use as the former EU currency. Okay, getting a little bit more out there. Number four, Poland and Hungary will occupy western regions of the formerly existing Ukraine. It's a little dark, okay. Number five, here's where it starts to get even more interesting. The Fourth Reich will be created, encompassing hmm. the territory of Germany and its satellites, i.e. Poland, the Baltic, Baltic states, uh, Czechia, Slovakia, the Kiev Republic, 
and other outcasts. Okay. Is it Chechnya? You said Chechnya. This is what he wrote. Oh. Number six, war will break out between France and the Fourth Reich. Europe will be divided, Poland repartitioned in the process. Number seven, Northern, Northern Ireland will separate from the UK and join the Republic of Ireland. Number eight, here's the kicker. Civil war will break out in the U.S., California, and Texas, becoming independent states as a result. Texas and Mexico will form an allied state. Elon Musk will win presidential election in a number of states, which, after the new civil wars end, will have been given to the GOP. I mean, it's ridiculous. That's where you lost me. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's kind of where you lost me. I think our friend is depressed on New Year's Eve. Yeah, it sounds you know, like that, right? like... And then he has a few more, and then he ends it with... Season's greetings to you all, Anglo-Saxon friends, and their happily oinking piglets. What in the world? <laughs> I think he's someone's bitter about not being uh... winning a war. Or no, he he, he... Elon Musk re- replied and wrote epic thread. <laughs> <laughs> Typical. Great, he's such a troll. And then he wrote Elon Musk again. Those are definitely the most absurd predictions I've ever heard while also showing astonishing lack of awareness of the progress of artificial intelligence and sustainable energy. And then he wrote, LOL, remind me of this in one year. (laughs) Well, like a Twitter reminder. Yeah, Twitter reminder. Interesting. But this is this is not like this is not just some random kid in his basement. This is like Dmitry Medvedev, one of the you know most powerful people in the world. I mean, relatively speaking. Yeah, it makes you think: Does he know something we don't know? But the predictions uh, are so many and so far the out. Fourth Reich. <laughs> like if if you gave me one of those predictions, I'd be far more worried than I am after reading the entire list. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he kept going further and further. That's what I'm saying. So now it's just, it's so much hyperbole and, and ridiculousness that it's I, I, that it's dismissed now from my consciousness. Well, since we're talking about Russia, another wealthy Russian businessman has now plunged from his hotel room. Yet no. another, oh yes, Come on. another billionaire, top Forbes list of richest Russian lawmakers. He joins a rapidly growing list of prominent Russian figures found dead in mysterious circumstances. It's the Wild West over there in yep, Russia, huh? Yep. Same time, the, the head of the, the general of the Russian tank units apparently also has been found. Met his end. Met his end. Suspicious circumstances. Yes, and the number just keeps growing. And there's nobody to... Take well, what are you do? Like no one is yeah. keeping score. It just doesn't matter. The tank general. The tank general is even even weirder. He he fell ill on Xmas Day. He was supposed to visit Putin, and Putin suddenly canceled the meeting. He died the next day. You he have had- to wonder what's going on in the Kremlin. <laughs> it's crazy. You know, it's, it's like cancel meeting permanently. Cancel general. <laughs> cancel meeting, boss. You want us to the schedule? That won't be necessary. Wink, wink. <laughs> They they even I mean he was supposed to go visit this this tank general. They had to like clear miles of road of snow so that Putin could get to him. They did all of it and prepared. Oh, he suddenly took ill and passed away. He was not known to have any health issues. Is this another one or are you talking about the same one? Another one. No. The so general three? No, no, that was the general. So let's go back to some Jewish news because there's a lot of stuff going on. And the big news, I mean, it happened a couple of days ago, but it to me, it's it's still ringing and it's really upsetting me. It's that New York Times article about yeshivas. Once again, they 
came out with that, you know, anti-Semitic. We, we covered this in the past. Yes. And I naively said, <laughs> right. maybe they maybe just want to give fair good. coverage. Like maybe they're looking for nice stories. Right. You know, like my cozy, warm Hasidish education. Lies. So, I mean, it's really crazy because, you know, we've been covering this a lot. You know, anti-Semitism is through the roof, up 250%. Dude, could you imagine if the New York Times did this about any other minority? Imagine they did a piece, a hit piece, and they were like, oh, uh, in Harlem, there's, uh, you know, Native, uh, you know, African-American, uh, whatever, in school, and it was a whole hit piece on black people in America. They would be out of business the next day. You know, just think about the irresponsibility of the New York Times in this. Just think about it a minute. And, and, and they're Jewish-owned. Yeah. And to turn around in this climate and print an article like this. They're self-hating Jews. It's outrageous. They're self-hating Even, Jews. I don't care. It, it wouldn't fly in any demographic. And yet, this is what's happening. You know what bothers me more than anything? I had this argument with some relatives of mine. They are still, they're subscribers to the New York Times. They pay them and they get their paper. These are the same relatives. Well, how are you going to know what to be outraged on no, no, if you no. don't get the paper? No. Maybe they, <laughs> Go to maybe, the website. Maybe they have good intentions. No, they don't. They don't. And these are the same relatives who, if God forbid they would see me in a German car, they would pass out. They would literally pass out onto the floor. <gasps> BMW. Oh my gosh. We don't drive German. Oh, you don't drive German, but you support a paper that today is doing more to hurt Jews. Right. Not 75 years ago. Right. Today. And, and by the way, for years, the New York Times has, has affected Jews. During the Holocaust, there's a whole book written about it, about what went on with the New York Times and the Holocaust. They buried the article articles about the Holocaust. During Reagan, I was watching something recently, during Reagan, during the Lebanon War in the 80s, Reagan was influenced by articles in the New York Times to turn against Israel. He wasn't going to help Israel. New York Times. New York Times is directly related to attacks against Jews. They are the enemy of the Jews and, and Jewish people need to wake up. It's legitly an outrageous. <laughs> it is. It's not funny. I Don't agree. make jokes. I agree. You sound I like I agree with laughing. you. I loved my Shiva education and now I collect rent from all my tenants. <laughs> Why is it that people are okay with with subscriptions to the New York Times, they say, "Well, no, they have such good such good information, good coverage, good coverage." I do it for the recipes. Yes, they're they're a bit anti-Israel. No, no, they're anti-Semites. Let's let's just say it the way it is. They are anti-Semites. It's very strong. You're being very strong. They're anti-Semites. I hear you. It's a strong allegation to level. I'm not going to say no. Because there's a lot more to the New York Times than just their stance on Israel and just their stance on Jewish education. But I'm, I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you. I never, I don't read the New York Times. Good. I do nothing with the New York Times. Good. Just, I just hear you bash them. That's my whole experience <laughs> with the New York Times. I'm just frustrated from the Jews who are like, what, what's the word? Hypocrites? They're hypocrites. Don't tell me not to buy a BMW and then keep Are you saying your like family members, yes. your neighbors, your yes. community. Yes. Yes. Be consistent. You know, for years and years I refused to buy a German car, but I also refused to buy the New York Times. I'm consistent, You're consistent. bro. Uh -huh. I'm consistent. You're a hothead too. Have we mentioned? <laughs> You're getting very I'm heated getting, about I'm this. I'm getting heated because it bothers me. I hear. And uh, apropos I, I saw this little clip I wanted to share with you, and, and here it is. 
The two people most often associated with Porsche's origin story are car designer and company namesake Ferdinand Porsche and Anton Pieck, a lawyer and Ferdinand's son-in-law. Adolf Rosenberger was the third co-founder. After turning down a job offer from, of all people, Soviet leader Joseph Stalin, Porsche signed a contract in June of 1934 with the Nazi government to develop an inexpensive people's car, or a Volkswagen, to transport the citizens of the Reich. The car Porsche eventually designed was the Volkswagen Beetle. In just 13 months, Porsche's firm went from near bankruptcy to profitability from the Volkswagen contract. The Nazi regime wanted to Aryanize businesses by removing any Jewish owners. Since Adolf Rosenberger had a 10% stake in Porsche, the family had to buy him out. The 10% stake that he has in the, in, in the Porsche company is bought out at the nominal value at 3,000 Reichsmark, which was the nominal value of his seed capital of the Porsche company in December 1930 far below the market value. His 10% stake is transferred to Ferry Porsche, who is the only son of Ferdinand Porsche and his wife. Rosenberger later said that while he did not directly accuse Porsche and Pieck of anti-Semitism, they, quote, used my membership as a Jew to get rid of me cheaply. So you mean to tell me that Porsche was started Porsche by a Jew? Porsche or Porsche, if you're a loser. <laughs> you know how people say Porsche? Yeah. We don't like those people. No. You're too into it if you say Porsche. Yeah. You're too into it. Yeah. Um, so it was started by a Jewish person. Yeah, he was the third. There were three partners. Mm -hmm. Porsche was the main designer. And there was this race, race car driver, Adolf Rosenberger. And he was one of the initial founders and owners. Wow. And they and basically- they got him out. They got him out. They, they paid him pennies to keep it you know, uh, clean of, of any Jewish uh, quote-unquote blood. blood. Yeah. Yeah. So is this a case for- buying Porsches or against? I mean, I would say, like, now you definitely shouldn't buy a Porsche. So that's a good that's a good question. Let me ask you, should you not buy a Porsche? Should you not buy a Mercedes? Should you not buy a BMW? Volkswagen, Audi, these are all the same companies, right? Yes. Porsche, Audi, Volkswagen, well, one to, company. You also have to come to terms with the fact that the best cars are made in Germany. Yes. They have the best craftsmanship, is it? Yes. Yeah, they really do. So, that being said, what is your, where's your allegiance? Do you think it's an affront to Jewishness to support these companies? So, my position is, they've done, they've given a tremendous amount of money in reparations. They've given money to Israel, right? Who hasn't gone to Israel and gone into a Mercedes taxi, right? Because they gave them a ton of reparations to Israel. They've given reparations to Holocaust survivors. They have laws on the books that don't even allow them free speech when it comes to Nazism. They prosecute uh, former Nazis. As, as you know, right now in the news, there's a 97-year-old being prosecuted. 97-year-old person being prosecuted in Germany. Yeah, I would secretary. have no energy to stand trial exactly. at 97. Exactly. So in my opinion... I would be like, just take me. <laughs> Guys, just whatever you say, whatever you want, give me a nice sell. I have no energy to stand trial. You want to talk about what I did in the past? I'm out. So in my book, they're essentially doing tshuva. Now, does that mean I'm going to buy oh, so a Mercedes? So you forgive them. I'm not saying I forgive them. But who are you to forgive them anyway? You're right. You're right. I'm not necessarily forgiving them. But by me not buying a car, 
Why? Because I'm supporting something whose grandparents w- were bad. So I'm going to I'm going to hold the grandchildren liable for the sins of the grandparents when when they've been consistently trying to, you know, make, make it right. Make it right. Whereas the New York Times, yes, they're not Nazis, but they are consistently they're actively damaging. Yes. They're actively involved in instigating anti-Semitism, apparently. Yes. And I have no problem buying a used German car. <laughs> yes. Only used. No, because oh, when I buy- you're not you're not benefiting right. the original company. You can't have any tiny on me whatsoever. What tiny are you gonna have on me if I buy so a used So you'll car? only buy a used car yes. that's German. You won't buy a new car. Yes, I, I Really? Yeah. Is that like a sheeta of it's yours? A sheeta, yes. Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay. I I, I would never buy a as of right but now, I'm not saying I won't change. No, I saying- hear your argument. It's a good argument. I hear your argument and I hear both sides, and I feel like it's getting more and more accepted. I also feel like 20 years ago, people were much more reluctant to buy German cars. And I think today, right. it's, much, it's getting much more prevalent. Yeah, you much see more that? mainstream. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, agree. I agree. I agree. People, people don't have that same feeling. Right, because if you had a grandparent that was in the Holocaust, you couldn't do it. Right. I don't care how much reparations you're, you're making. You know? right. I don't care what you're doing to make it right. It's a There's bushel, no right. way you can, your grandmother is in the house and you're going to pull up in a Mercedes. Right. It's just not happening. Disrespectful. Right. That's an interesting point. I'm glad you agree. Yeah. Bottom line, the New York Times, in my book, they are the anti-Semites of today. They're the Amalek of today. Yes, I'm going to go out wow. there. Yeah, Amalek. You're really coming out strong. You know what? When, when the Yaguda comes out with their point-by-point retort to that article, we are going to bring it to you and we're going to go through it because, are yes. We? Maybe we won't go through every point. We won't go through every point, but we are going to talk about it. Okay, and ha- let's go happier. Do you want to go happier news? Sure. So I saw this video and... Uh, Did you make a resolution for New Year's? I'm just asking you. Do you make a resolution? Yes, I do. Really? Yeah, I do it on Rosh Hashanah sh- like every other good Jew. Yeah. So I heard, I heard that Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky asked his Talmidim, Nu, what's your New Year's resolutions? And they looked at him like... He was from the moon, like Rebbe, where it's like, is this a thing? And he looked at them and he said, the whole world is working on bettering themselves and you're going to sit by and do nothing, which I thought was like a real eye opener. Like when you look at the global scale, there's people that are doing things to try to become better and you can't just sit and not do anything. I can. (laughs) (laughs) So I would argue the opposite. I mean, who am I to argue? Who would you say it was Rav Yaakov? Yeah, but I really don't agree with you because it's not the same. It's like the world is not celebrating a religious uh, festivity. It is a new year. People want a good omen for the new year. That's the, that, I think, is the mindset. And that's what the parties and the fireworks, which, by the way... Are out of control. Insane. <laughs> yeah. Insane. Just people, like, everywhere just shooting yeah. things into the air at all hours. Well, at, you least, know? at least we're not, like, in the Middle East somewhere, because you know what they do there. It's just, like, shooting guns. Right. Yeah. Can you imagine? I think that happens <laughs> also in Chicago. <laughs> but... But... Um, and that's why I always pray for rain. Am I a Debbie Downer if I'm always praying for rain on New Year's Eve? Just so we don't have to deal with the fireworks. 
you know? Yeah, but they did the fireworks anyway in the rain. We're in New York. It was raining. They were fireworks. It wasn't really raining. It was just like right. light drizzle. But if it pours, if it comes down, right, then there's they no just take cover. You know, let, let them go do it in, in the home. No, we we, uh, we love fireworks until we're like Until 1 a.m. Yeah, exactly. Right. And now like I've had kids enough. are trying to sleep. And yeah, we, we don't want that. I don't know if you saw this one. United Hatzel of Israel had a gala in Miami. And Shalom Lemmer performed. Oh, is this with uh, oh, oh, Andrea Bocelli? Yes. Yeah, that was nice to see. Wasn't that nice? Yes. I love Bocelli. He's he's really amazing. I think we should play a little bit of it because just to get us in the mood. Yeah, go for it. Here it comes. Fall on me with all your life, with all your life, with all your life. Rest on a Illuminerà, seguila sempre, guidarti saprà. Tu non arrenderti, attento a non perderti, e il tuo passato avrà senso per te. Vorrei che credessi in te stesso, ma sì, in ogni passo che muoverai qui è un viaggio infinito, sorriderò. So it's like you listen to Shalom Lemmer and you go, wow, that's really beautiful. And then Bocelli comes in and you just melt. At least me. <laughs> I just melt. Come on. It depends what you like. Come on. Come on. You're trying to say that you can't compare, but people love Shalom Lemmer. I'm, I'm not saying you can't And they compare. don't love Bocelli. No, he, he, it's he, like you can't argue with these things. Everyone has a preference. No, nobody could tell you that Bocelli doesn't have the, an amazing, amazing singing voice. Amazing, smooth. Yeah, people. People like can smooth, tell you that. Smooth, like a nice wine. That's like your a, preference. A perfectly aged this is what wine. you enjoy. Yeah. There is are that, people that can't listen to Bocelli. It's like nails on a blackboard. No, that's not true. <laughs> that's, that's I don't know. I'm just bothering right you. There. <laughs> yeah. But, but. Uh, and on the other end of the spectrum, so you have Bocelli singing that, and then I have this video for you. Lizzo in Yiddish. I love that. What do you think of I that? I love it. I love it all the way. <laughs> you think you could do it? Go. No, I don't think so, but I love it. That's why I like it. Mendel Goldman music. Fantastic. That's, That's a fantastic right? job. Yeah. Hey, he even did the like falsetto in the middle of it. Yeah. I was like, wow. Perfectly, perfectly executed. Yes. Agreed. See, we need stuff like that to go viral so that, you know, all the haters be like, what cool. Well, look, you yeah. had Miami Boys Choir. Yeah, but that was just like a minute. It's totally gone now. Is it over? Yeah. But didn't they have like a concert and like they packed the house in some arena? What was it? So here it is. After going viral on TikTok, Jewish Boys Choir takes the stage in Hollywood. You were right. And it was attended by Jews and non-Jews alike. What was the name of the theater though? I couldn't remember. City something. So here it is. Look, Miami Boys Choir arrived at Universal Studios in Hollywood, California for a free Hanukkah concert that attracted fans of all races and religions. And of course, they performed their hit song to which the crowd joined in, singing every word, even if they didn't understand the language that it was in. It's crazy And to here me. it is. Let me play it. Hold go, on. Go, go, go.
How what crazy is that? What an energy. What an energy. And, and you can't not smile when you're hearing that. Like people screaming these lyrics that they don't, they understand, don't understand on top of their lungs. And there's a Christmas tree in the background. I mean, we're going to post this video in our WhatsApp like we always do. Remember, if you're not part of the WhatsApp, you have to go to our website and join the WhatsApp group if you want to see the videos that we refer to. And you see packed, you know, shoulder to shoulder, Jews and non-Jews singing about Yerushalayim. It's bizarre. The There's it's no bizarre. other word for it. Is, does that mean Mashiach's coming? I don't know. I mean, we, 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 we said that before, right? Yeah. It feels like there's some type of preparation. Right. So on the one hand, you have the anti-Semitism, but on the other hand, you have non-Jews scre- screaming about Yerushalayim in, in Universal Studios. Zelo Mazeh, Bar Yes, that's That is right. what it is. That's right. Speaking of concerts, I attended, as you know. We posted some videos that I took while at the concert. Yeah, was, you know, your video got picked up on MBD's story. Is that is that right? Yes, you know it. Stop acting like you don't know it. <laughs> yes, I do. Of course, I told you. I was right very away. excited about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So MBD was there, and the crowd was going crazy, just chanting, MBD, MBD. Legend. Man is a legend. Yeah, so we posted, you posted it. He picked it up on his story on Instagram. Does so that, that was cool. You're very cool. Yes. Very cool. So maybe, who knows, maybe next you'll be hearing from MBD on this cast. Mm. It's very possible. Very possible. Uh, so, so yeah, it was a nice way to finish my Hanukkah, by the way. It was the last night of Hanukkah. It was Ice Hanukkah. Concert with Yishai. The crowd was going crazy. Yeah. I mean, people love. But it was a separate. But he has like a fan base that dies for him. Yes. Including me. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. You're a fanboy. Oh, yes. And it's a little annoying. And you know I met him, right? I, I'm aware. You mentioned on several occasions. Yes. Yeah. Very, very nice guy. Very nice guy. They usually are. There's no reason not to be nice. You know, sometimes they are. Sometimes they aren't. He I was, guess. He was really, really nice. And the, the it was a separate concert, by the way. Because MBD won't do anything else. Was it because of MBD? Yes. Are you sure? A hundred percent. The Rebbe told him years and years ago, if you want bracha, only perform at separate events. And that's exactly what he did. So it wasn't because of Yishai at all? No. And if you think about it, it's a huge ask. Why? I don't think it's a huge ask. Why is it a huge ask? Think about it. When was the last time that you remember an MBD concert happening? Right? It's just not... It's a very big deal. To make it separate? A separate concert is a very big deal. And, and, And mostly because families... Right, right. Want to attend together. Right, right. So You I, know, you can't tell me I'm going to leave, you know, my wife and, and kids, and my wife and daughters on, on, on one side and we have to find each other. I don't know. I don't know if this is such a concern, but it's not, it has not caught on. I mean, concerts are generally mixed audiences. But you know what? I've been to several Yishai concerts and because it was separate, I think it was even more. You've gone to more than one separate one? No, I've no, been to exactly. three concerts. Good. Yishai. Two of them mixed, Two of them one mixed, of them separate. One of them separate, and the separate one was by far the best. The energy was amazing. The, the place was... Well, it felt I like guess the whole room was when the When the guys are together, they can just be guys. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? They can rock out. <laughs> right, exactly. It was... You it know, was, not like, oh, my wife doesn't let me dance. I'm sorry. Oh, no, guys, you go without me. Go ahead. <laughs> In other Jewish news, by the way, Scientists, this one's coming out of Israel, it was in the Times of Israel. They have now reconstructed the face of Ramses II, who was possibly the pharaoh of Yitzhak Mitzrayim. Wow, yeah. that's fascinating to and me. They call him handsome. Here's what he looks like. 
Does he look handsome to you? Negative. <laughs> no, this man is not easy on the eyes at all. <laughs> They're calling him handsome. Also, I fancy. I think he had a beard. There's no way he was clean shaven what? back and back in those times. Why not? Well, we, for one, what are they Yosef, shaving Yosef with? Yosef was, was was clean shaven, right? Rashi no. tells you. Yes. No, he didn't have oh, a oh, beard. Opposite. I'm sorry, right? He was not clean shaven. He was clean shaven when they sold him, what? and they didn't recognize him because he had Bro, a beard. Bro, right, what right. clean shaven? He was 17 with no beard. Right. Right. right, right, he didn't right. shave. He probably that's had like a I little, meant. you know, like they, these seventeen-year-olds have right. these little that little fuzz. fuzz. fuzz right. And then when they met him, he had a beard. Twenty-two so years later, right. he had a full beard, and they couldn't recognize him. Right, and when you see like the hieroglyphics and all those things with the pharaohs, they usually do have that beard, right? That long coming from the right. middle, just right? in the middle of from the, the chin. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, there was a story, and I don't know if you saw this. It was years ago. And they said that they had found the image of Joseph. And it was astonishing, so handsome, they couldn't get over it. And then they brought it out to the public, and then it turned out to be fake. Do you remember this? No, I don't remember. So this came out, I don't know, really years ago. And when I first heard the story, I said straight away, there's no way that they they have a picture of Joseph. And if you think about this in the world... Right, you before a certain period, there are no images of anyone. Right, think about our forefathers. Think about Moses. Think right. about right. Think about the brothers Joseph. There's and they're and they're and they're very famous people. Right, right. To Although think, in his book Rabbi Hul, and I, we mentioned this when we interviewed Rabbi Hul, he says that he found a, a statue in Eretz and it supposedly is a statue of Asaph. So interesting. Yes, you can but go what back I'm and saying here is it. is a different point. There is no pictures or images of anyone before a certain date, which is kind of odd if you think about it. It's not like they didn't have a way to make an image. It's not like they couldn't paint something. You have statues. You have paintings or hieroglyphics even. But you'll never find a certain, uh, you know, you'll never find images of people prior to a certain date. And I think it's because if there were images, they would all be inadequate. If you saw an image of Moses, so to speak, right, you would never be, you would never, it would be a lie. It would be a letdown, no matter what. Right. No matter what you do, it would be, yes. Right, that's, that's what I'm saying. But why? Because when you're talking about somebody on that level, meeting them would be so Intense. awe-inspiring and seeing a picture would never do justice to that. Right. They say that even about the Chafetz Chaim. So anyone who met the Chafetz Chaim one time was changed forever. I heard a Rav say that. Just meeting the Chafetz Chaim, just meeting him, it left I mean, you... I, I, I don't think you could compare the Chafetz Chaim... To Maishu Rabbeinu. Right. I'm, I'm not trying to, but right. I'm, saying, so, I'm saying even more so, could you imagine, if you could say that about the Chafetz Chaim lived 100 years ago, imagine 150, whatever... Imagine uh, Moshe Rabbeinu. Imagine, forget that, Rabbi Kiva. Right. Imagine You'll never Kiva. find an image of Rabbi Kiva. Right. But why? But, but Because any image of him would automatically be untrue. It's just not an no, but, accurate depiction of the person. But also Today, art. I take a picture of you, right? It's pretty much accurate, right? Unfortunately. As unphonogenic as you are. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> it's accurate, though. Yeah. But when you're talking about people at that level and of that stature their personalities were so large that a picture is, is nothing. It's just a piece of paper. It's, it, it's so inadequate to give you an idea of who the person was. 
that they don't even exist. But not to rain on your parade or anything, but we know that the the types of drawing changed throughout the years and lifelike drawing is only a fairly modern fairly recent development you know back then if you look and you look at historically you look at art and how it changed over time it was only in the last few hundred years where lifelike art became a thing but what about statues 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 are real right you can see a statue of Somebody that yes. that could be obviously you know very beautiful. Yes, it, yes. it exists. It Valid. existed. To think that that nobody preserved images of these great right. it, men. It could be that they had these statues and we just they were lost. Could they were be lost to history. I'm not saying this is not a definitive. I, no, because if you if I had to guess, right, we're, we're finishing the parsha of of Yosef Asadik. If you if you had to if you had to guess, there were statues of him. There's no question. There must have been statues. I suppose he was amazingly good looking. Right, perhaps the best-looking man in all of Tanakh. Right, and and he saved the country single-handedly. Saved the country. I have oh, he was to a assume. rock star. He was a rock star. Exactly. No question. Exactly. He for sure. There, there was there were statues of him. We have to assume. In fact, how about this? Maybe some of the art that we're seeing of Egypt, maybe one of them is is Yosef. I think it would stand out. No, how would we know? So let me it ask you this. It would stand out. You'd be like, this is a really good-looking statue. No, because... Maybe again, it's Joseph. No, because their art all looks very similar. All the pictures of the pharaohs look very similar. And you know they have the pharaoh, the, the thing on their head, you know, that cobra The type, headdress. The headdress. And we, we would never know. We would never know. Because that's another thing I was wondering. So when the brothers came and they saw Yosef Asadik, was he? Did he look like the pharaohs with that cobra thing? Hundred percent. He did. Right? I don't That's know what that I they think also, but I don't know. What does Hazal say about again? That? He wasn't wearing a hat and jacket. That I could tell you, <laughs> right? He's <laughs> he's the viceroy of the whole country, and he had to, you know, he had to fit in. I'll tell you why I'm asking because Rashi says the bro- brothers didn't recognize him because he had a beard. You want to sell? Why wanna... didn't he say the brothers didn't recognize him because he looked like Pharaoh? Okay, he, he was so, eye makeup. You know the whole. I don't know if they had eye makeup. Necessarily. No, they did. The Pharaohs you did. Know, right? You're looking at Egyptian culture, right? Of the past, you don't know that it was that era necessarily. Okay, that's a. Okay, B but, but they is, were consistently to looking listen like Listen to this. Listen. So I was talking to somebody this week over Shabbos, and he was telling me I went to a court case. I was fighting a traffic ticket. And the judge was up there, and I lost the entire thing, right? Ouch. Yeah, he lost the, 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 it was traffic court, whatever it was, the judge. You know, it's a serious situation somewhat, you, you, whenever you're standing in front of a judge. Anyway, that was a Friday morning. That night, he's in a shtibel davening, and somebody walks over to him. He goes, hi, good Shabbos. He's like, good Shabbos? Do I know and He's you? like, you recognize me? He goes, no, should I recognize you? He goes, you don't, rec- you don't recognize me from this morning? He goes, I have no idea who you are. He goes, I was the judge. <laughs> I was the judge in your case. I hope you don't mind that I found you guilty on all counts. <laughs> he goes, what? How could you? And you're telling me good Shabbos? No, he, it wasn't that. He goes, I, I, I had no idea that it's you. I had no idea. And this is same the guy is the same from this morning right. to the evening. It's not like he was and in he judges' co- robes. He didn't. No, he was. No, he, at, at night in the Stiebel, he was. No, no. But I'm saying in traffic in traffic court they wear judges. Yes, robes? Yes, of course. Do they? Every judge wears a, 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 a robe? wears a robe and he has a gavel. And 
He didn't recognize him from the morning. So think about that a minute. It's a position of power where you almost don't, you can't recognize the same person when he's just wearing a regular suit. So that gave me like tremendous insight into what was going on with Yosef and the brothers, right? You don't, you, you, you don't see the person almost. It's like you see the power. It's like you're, you're right. interacting you, with, with the power in the person. Right, so you're not focused on the person right. at all. That was such an eye-opener for me. Interesting. So you're saying Yosef Zadik did not wear eyeliner. <laughs> I don't know. That, that's all I want to know That's right all now. you can ask. Ask yes. some eyeliner. I don't know. <laughs> that's all I'm asking. <laughs> and by the way, did you see what happened uh, last week? I think it was Zeiss Hanukkah or maybe the day before, whatever, at American Dream Mall. A lot of I did Jews, hear something. Yeah, they got stuck in the parking lot. Traffic jam. Traffic jam. Right? I saw that. I think it was on Yeshiva World or yes, something. Yes, yes. And they couldn't get out. Some people were there for two hours, three hours. I have friends who were stuck in the mall. And the funny part is, is like the New York Post covered it. I think it was the Post. And it's like, you know, people trapped dur- you know, during snow <laughs> snowpocalypse. Because, you know, that's what it was called, right? And Just always with the sensationalism. Yeah. And they, they, show a, they show a picture. For this article, they show a picture of cars completely buried in snow like 12 feet high but that's not what it was they were just trapped in the parking lot right (laughs) but what caused it because that would drive me to drink i think there was uh some sort of accident or something inside it was one i think american dream mall has like four or five lots and they were one of them had uh something some form of accident and people couldn't get out of that one lot but the backup was hours long yeah i can imagine that happening but speaking of the snowpocalypse this is this was crazy, by the way. New York, for those that didn't know, so the, the whole New York, the whole country had like this Arctic blast and it made temperatures freezing. So as we record, the temperatures in New York are in the 50s. But a week ago, it was like negative 11. And the whole country was that way. And there are parts of, of New York, even like Buffalo, that were inundated with snow. Oh, and, they got a crazy... Yeah, and many people but they always get that froze l- to death. They get that lake effect. They get the lake effect snow, which for some reason they get insane amounts of snow. Like you need to be a meteorologist to explain this, but when it's on the lake, for some reason the cold air and the warm air and all that stuff makes them get these ridiculous snowfalls. And then after that, everything froze. So you saw these houses that were just encased in ice. Yeah. But the crazy part is over 27 people died just in New York alone. From the snow, and I was like, "What is this?" What I is always this? wonder how that happens. Like, what, not that Afghanistan has snow, but like, well, this is not a third world country, right? How, how did twenty-seven people die because of snow? I, I don't get it. And they said that they found people who froze to death in their cars. Like, this is the United States of America. Something is not right here. This is New York City. Well, not York it State. wasn't New York State, but New York State is what one of the most important states in the union. How does this happen? I just don't get it. I don't have answers for you, except that maybe they ran out of gas because of, like, that could happen. You can see that happening. Being in snow, you can't move, and then you run out of gas. Then what? I guess Then it, you're really in danger. That's a really dangerous situation, and it's a rural area. It's not like I guess you could just knock down. on a door. Right. <laughs> not in New York. Right. <laughs> no, no, meaning here you would be able to do that. If it was right, in New York no, City. No houses around. Right? right. Over there, it's very rural and everything's spread apart. Where's the National Guard? Where, I, don't I mean, know. They, they, were, they were warning us about this for like a week before it hit. So, you know, why, didn't, why were they not prepared? It's crazy. 
I, I just feel like New York is a train wreck right now. <laughs> I saw another article from from the Post. Uh, it's called. It says the incredible incredible shrinking New York. New proof that progressives are driving away residents, including millionaires who pay for their goodies. And it was saying how many people are leaving New York. Uh, around 180,000 people left New York last year. Which is not a lot of people. You're not talking a lot about of in a city of, of 8 million, 9 million? That's okay. not a lot of people. But but what's what's interesting is that among them was a tremendous number of millionaires. They, New York State lost almost 10% of its tax revenue last year. How crazy is that? Well, that's got to sting. That's a sting. That's yeah. a huge 10% of their tax revenue. 1.3% of its millionaires have left. And the truth is, it's it's almost like we're kind of stuck here. You know? Yeah, the Jews. Like whenever, yeah. The Jews, yeah. Because like, we have so much infrastructure. Right, right. And you can't just get up. You can, but you're not going to receive the same level of quality necessarily. And, and, and out-of-towners don't hate on me, but it is what it is. You have... A, a, an array of schools for every different, you know, every different need you could imagine right. here in New York, right. New Jersey, whatever, the, the tri-state even. Every flavor of chassid that right. you, you got it. Any flavor you want, you have it here. You can't just pick up and move and expect, you know, you're going to compromise, right? There is right. a compromise in getting up and moving out of town. Sure. So we're kind of stuck because of shuls and yeshivas and, and, and communities. So it's almost like like when you hear about it, I, I get jealous. Like I would love to be able to just pick up and move somewhere else. Florida. We always talk about it. <laughs> I don't know that that would be my place of choice because if you, if, you, if you move to Florida and live there, where are you going to vacation, man? That's true. You know what I'm saying? You need a change. And I'm not the ski vacation type of guy. Well, speaking of Florida, now that we brought it up, check, check, check out this video. Here's a grandmother. So over here, we have to deal with snowpocalypse. In Florida, this woman couldn't move her car. It turned out there was a python in the wheel. Oh. Here's the video. And here's the grandmother pulling out a python from the wheel. <laughs> get, 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 get Gina out here. And again, I, I love how they put the background music. <laughs> <laughs> you have a grandmother pulling a python. So I guess, I guess when you live in Florida, you start, start to get used to things. Every and- place has its... You know, it's pros, it's, it's charms. charms. Yeah, it's charms, <laughs> right. So you got to deal with a snake in the car every now and again. But Yeshiva Week is coming up. It is. Yeah. You yeah. going anywhere? I don't have any plans. I don't know. I might have plans. Whoa. They're pending. Pending plans. That's after you told Yoni Z that you would be here and that he was going to give a free concert. No, that was Halamayid and that was Pesach. No, it was well, You Yeshiva can go week. back and listen to you your sure? own self. Are you sure? Yeah, positive. <laughs> Shoot. Where are you going? Where are you going for your I don't know. I don't know. It's pending plans. Things are moving. A lot got? of moving parts. A lot of pieces that are just. It's not that complicated. Just it say is. Florida. It is. It is. <laughs> That's it where you're going. Be. I might be. <laughs> it's either Florida it's a maybe. or nothing. It's a heavy maybe. Okay. You're not going to Colorado, right? Okay. No. Okay. But that would be nice. It would be. Vail, I heard, is beautiful. Yeah, but you, dude, we're Jews. We don't go from cold to cold. You know, it's just not. But people do. People do. That's, There's a lot of people that do. They Me personally. They have so much money that I'll go from cold to cold. <laughs> That's all it is. It's a good, it's a good vibe, right? Isn't that what it is? I take so many vacations that I can, I can afford a cold to cold. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's also true that all Jews descend on Miami Beach. Yes. 
when Yeshiva Week comes. Yes. Like, I feel like they're ready. Like, the police have been briefed. You know, the hotels have been... Have been I feel like they have a hotel... Ho- hoteliers meeting. <laughs> it's like all the businesses have to prepare. The hotels, for sure. But the liquor stores, right? Yeah. They've got to, like... Think about it. 100,000 Jews just show up, <laughs> right? And they're all looking for sweet Kiddush wine. You know what I'm saying? You better be in stock. You got to have the Manischewitz ready. <laughs> exactly. Bottom line. But speaking of alcohol, by the way, you just reminded me, I saw this very interesting article. I had to bring it up. There's a company out of Sweden, a Swedish probiotic company called The Fair Medical out of Stockholm. They made a probiotic, okay? This probiotic is saying that you take it before you drink alcohol and using a mix of proprietary high-performing bacteria enriched with L-cysteine and vitamin B12, it showed that it helps the liver. It breaks down the alcohol before it even reaches the liver. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting, but the question I really have is, is it going to help with hangovers? Yes. Because I don't see what you're telling me doesn't say that it's going to help with hangovers. Well, it's going to be liver safe. Like if you're a heavy drinker, maybe you want to look into this because it'll spare your liver. But as far as practical now advantages, I'm, I'm not hearing it. How about this advantage? Listen to this one. Not only does it's called Merkel, I guess like Angela Merkel. <laughs> okay. That's what it's called. All right. Not only does Merkel break down alcohol into water and carbon dioxide before reaching the liver. It also eliminates the calories associated with alcohol in the process. Game changer. <laughs> game right? changer. Game Absolute okay. game changer. I accept that. Sign me up. I don't know when it's going to be I available. Think also, you know what's very interesting to me is that as we go and as science progresses, you see that so much of a person's health is centered in, in the gut. And in, in, in yes. the, We've in the bacteria yes, yes, that's going, yes. like, it's just study after study after study of gut bacteria being the key, key. to real lasting health. Everything, brain function, health, long-term health, yes. Alcohol is the Even worst. metabolism. Yes. All yes, that stuff. Yes. It's all related. It's crazy. It's crazy. And, and it reminds me of another article I saw about a man in Zambia. He faced legal proceedings due to his drinking and when pressed in court, he ultimately chose beer over his marriage. <laughs> well, how did that go down exactly? I'll read it to you. Alan Kawiwa, Kawawa, I don't know how to pronounce it, was taken to Livingstone Local Court by his wife over his drinking habits. According to the Zambia Daily Mail, he said in court that he still loves his wife and does not want her to leave him, but he is not ready to change how much he drinks. He's, this is the quote. Please forgive me. Let things go back to where they were when we met. I still love you. But... He's an honest man who doesn't want to live a, f- live a fake life by pleasing people, and he will not stop drinking his beer. Well, I don't understand. What does this have to do with court? This sounds like a domestic dispute. She, she says this guy doesn't stop drinking, right? Okay, My so husband, what is he going to do? Go to court? I can't live with him like this. I can't live with him like this. I want a divorce. Okay. They go to court, and he says, but I love her. So the court says, okay, so stop drinking. And he goes, I don't love her that much. Never. <laughs> I can never stop. I don't love her that much. <laughs> Did they, I guess the judge might have granted the divorce. Yeah. Wow. He chose the beer over his wife. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame. If we if he if he would have got these prebiotics, he could have had the best of both worlds. That's what I think. It might might it might not be too late. We should contact him. You absolutely should. In other news, I saw a very weird article. There's a job 
opening. Are you listening? You have my attention. (laughs) This is the job. It's in San Francisco. Actually, it's right off San Francisco in this tiny little island. It's an island that has a lighthouse. And the job is for a couple, you have to sign up for two years. They pay you $140,000 as a couple, and you have to live on the island and man the island. But that means you have to cook for, for tourists who come. You have to make sure the lighthouse is running. You have to do everything and take care of this island. And you have to commit for two years. You have no Wi-Fi. You have no nothing. You know, you're, the outside world is, is limited to when tourists come, etc. You're cooking for them. You're cleaning for them. And the, the last It sounds like this job is just be shipwrecked. <laughs> yeah. Like, just yeah. like wait for people to come. Like, what's going on in, in the mainland? <laughs> Which is, by the way, like, I would do this job yes, for like exactly, a month. Exactly, exactly. There's you something that draws you. Yeah. There's like, no cell service. Right. There's something There's something to that. It's, it's, it's like, what do you mean? I could be cut off from everything and yes. everyone? Yes. Like, I'd be down. Yes, right? Yes. But it's but only two for years. A limited, I know that I wouldn't be able to do it for two years. Like, I, the worst punishment in prison is solitary. Yeah. No, but you're with, you're with your significant other. Once again, <laughs> the worst punishment. <laughs> but, but, like, it's, it's... Your wife listens to this, doesn't she? <laughs> I don't know. Honey, I love you. But listen, the reality is, is that it's very hard... Like, you, you can't know it, I think, until you actually experience it, right? Like, if you tell me, like, you, you have to spend two weeks by yourself at home, I'd be like, cool, right? But, but, but no internet? No cell no, phone? No, no, no. Do I have books? Can I get books? books? Yes, yes. Okay. All the books you want. <laughs> I guess. All the books you can But, read. no, no, I'm just talking about this, the, the solitude for a moment. Let's, let's leave Wi-Fi and internet and whatever you want you can have. But just the solitude alone, allegedly, will drive you insane. And we saw a lot of that in the the the, the lockdowns of two years ago. Notice, I'm trying to avoid the c word. Yes. But, now that we got delisted from YouTube, <laughs> right? We, by the way, we've gotten completely banned <laughs> from YouTube. In case you've you've been wondering why our YouTube videos. I mean, we don't really focus on YouTube. But we've been completely banned from YouTube. We are now and it's funny because they banned. flagged like episode, episode one. one. Yeah, yeah. There's a rat out there, is what it sounds like to me. Yep. But anyway, the but but during lockdown, people lost their marbles. Yes. And like, I can't really relate to that, and you can't. Nobody can unless they've experienced it. So like, you can't talk this big game. Like, I would love to like be alone on this island for two years. Like, you don't know. You go out. Of you your don't mind. know. Yeah. But, speaking but the of, job is available. Yes. <laughs> you can inquire, if you're inquire within. <laughs> At least you, you'll have nice climate right, right off of San Francisco. It's a beautiful area. Beautiful area. But speaking of travel, so there was uh, a lot of crazy things going on with air travel lately. I'm sure you saw the whole Southwest debacle. Well, that storm. Southwest canceled, what was it, uh, 95% of their flights. It was a mess. Yeah, Congress is looking into it. That's yes. how bad it is. <laughs> Because like if you get a call from Congress, like, guys, what's up? Like, you know you're doing, you know, Something it's wrong. extreme. And you know I've been hating on JetBlue lately. And I'm going to continue hating on JetBlue. So, yeah, so JetBlue in JFK, apparently a lithium battery caught fire. And they had to evacuate a JetBlue Wait, flight. on the plane? I guess it was a, a packed uh, on the plane. 
a fire broke out, they had to use the slides, the evacuation slides. Even though it was still on the tarmac, people had to use the emergency slides. They did. They do look fun. <laughs> NGL. But I don't want to ever use one. Correct. <laughs> right? Yes, yes. But you know what I always wonder? You know how they say, you know, every time you're taking a flight and they're like, the slides come out, leave everything behind and just run. Are you actually leaving everything behind? No. No, for never. sure not. No, especially not if it's just a, a lithium battery, which by the way- No, I'm let's say you're on the ocean. Like, are you leaving everything behind and mm. jumping or are you grabbing like whatever? No, I think you always grab whatever you can. Do you? Of course. Because they tell you leave everything behind. Here's what they say. Ooh. Like, I'm not advising against FAA regulations. It sounds like you are. You no, no, us- no. You want to get us banned again? You're going to get us banned of- <laughs> Right. But it surprises me. That this has not happened before or much more often. Everything has lithium batteries in it. Yeah. From your shaver to the people that are running around with their vapes. with uh, Cell phones. Every cell phone has Every it. single cell phone. Every single But you know what? Phone. It's different if you have your cell phone with you as opposed to something packed in your luggage. Right. True. You know? So you have a shaver packed in your luggage with a lithium ion battery. And, and you're talking about this, is, this happens... Every single flight. It's right. got to be on every single flight. For this right. to have happened right. one time in recent memory, it's pretty good. Think about that. But it happened on JetBlue. Yeah, of course. JetBlue stinks. <laughs> and uh, in other JFK news, by the way, I don't know if you saw this, it's, a, it's, it's already like uh, a week old, but a man tried to get a gun on the plane and he did it by disassembling the gun and hiding it in two jars of peanut butter. Which is not the worst idea if you think about it. Because... You're hiding something inside of something else. Like, it's a wonder to me that they found it, but I guess it is metal. Yeah. Right? It's going to always show up. And, like, if your peanut butter starts ringing, you know, when it goes through the the, the metal detector, that's a a big red flag. Exactly. It's metal. But people hide things in shampoo. Like, they'll open a shampoo bottle, put something in there. And they just close the shampoo bottle and it's completely surrounded by the liquid. I don't know if it works or it whatever. It clearly does not. But it's funny because the TSA, you know, they're like touting themselves like. So I'll give you the quote. The director of uh, security at JFK Airport said, our officers are good at their jobs and are focused on their mission, especially during the busy holiday travel period. What actually happened here? It went through the x-ray machine and the person was like, oh yeah, there's a gun. <laughs> You know what I mean? The peanut butter was. I think there's a gun, up. boss. Hey, boss! I think this might be a gun. <laughs> they made like they 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 stopped Osama bin Laden. No, you know? but what was impressive was that it was disassembled. It was not. It didn't look like a gun. It was just a bunch of different metal parts in different jars. Two jars. Of peanut it was only butter. two jars. And yeah, okay, but still, I mean, it, you got to give them some up. credit. Okay, I'll give them a little bit of credit. A little bit of credit. Okay, people at JFK. I'm not a big fan of JFK. I'm not a fan of most Wow, airports. you're really salty lately. You know what it is? I, I, you know, the, the, the whole experience could be a lot better, and it's not. You know what they say in the new year? Be the change you'd like to see. That's nice. You know? That's nice. Why don't you get involved? Get involved. Get on the board of JFK. Ooh. How does one do that? I don't know. Google it. On it. But that's a nice way to bring it to a close. Is it, though? Yeah, be the change that you want to see. Okay. Fine. Right? That's fair. That's a good one. Go ahead. As always, thank you guys for listening. You can find us on Twitter. We are at Kiddish Club Cast. You can find us on Instagram at Kiddish Club Podcast. Uh, make sure to visit our website. Over there, you'll find the link to our WhatsApp group so you can stay on top of all the videos that we discuss during the podcast. And don't forget to check out the link to buy us a coffee. Yes, yes. They're not going to forget. Don't forget. As I was saying, make sure you join the WhatsApp group. 
And of course, you can leave us your comments, questions, suggestions by email, hock, H-O-C-K, at kiddishclubpodcast.com, and Kiddish Club out. Nine! Nine! No, that's, that's too German. No, it sounds like you're Hitler. New Year's resolutions. You hear what I'm saying on that? Uh, but it is a new year. I mean, it, 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 is there what? a very what? bad echo right now? Hello? Why don't I hear you? Do, do, do. do you hear yourself normally? I hear why, myself why, not normally. Why am I... Now I'm off. You're not off. There's a very bad echo. Hello, 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 hello. How about now? Talk, talk, talk. Hello, whoa. Here we go. Talk, talk, talk. Talk, 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 talk. Go. I'm uncomfortable. I was so good before. I'm sorry. I couldn't. Because I hear, I could, the, I hear I my hear. nose breathing. I couldn't hear. I couldn't hear you. <laughs> what do you think? We're tipping off. over? No. <laughs> <laughs> That'll make a great cast, though. It would, it would. Sorry, guys. We just <laughs> fell out of the... <laughs> and you can find us on Twitter. We are at Kiddish Club... Because it said classed. So now I have to start over. And this episode is copyright Kiddish Club Media.